Hello everyone, this is Pastor Dean Thompson with a word of hope. The Unveiled Christ, part 21. The King ascends his throne. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Revelation chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. New International Version. But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The Lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Revelation chapter 5, verses 3 through 7, New International Version. Some questions I think we could all ask ourselves are, Why do we worship? Who do we worship? How do we worship? When should we worship? I believe that our reason for worshipping the one we worship will determine how the how of our worship and the when of our worship. Some of us worship sporadically just now and again. Some only wait for a specific day to worship. Others live a life of worship. In Revelation chapter 4, the living creatures worship continually, day and night. They never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4 verse 8. They emphasize the holiness of God and his transcendence of time. And we also see that worship evokes worship. When the living creatures worship, the 24 elders are moved to join in worship also. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. These elders praise the worthiness of God, the Father, to receive worship because he created all things and sustains all things. Who do you worship? Why do you worship? When do you worship? Do you wait on a specific day or time to worship? Or do you live a life of continuous worship? As the theologian Robert Weber says, Worship is not an event, it is a lifestyle.
Revelation chapters 4 and 5 forms the, the, the pivotal section in the book of Revelation. These two chapters are foundational and they set the stage for what follows. Understanding the context, the contents of these two chapters is a prerequisite for a good understanding of the rest of the book. It is therefore necessary for the Bible student to define the scene that Revelation 4 and 5 depicts along with the meaning behind and the importance of the sealed scroll of chapter 5. Together, Revelation 4 and 5 seem to be describing a specific decisive event in the history of the whole universe. One may rightly ask, what exactly is happening here? What is the significance of the sealed scroll in the context of this event? In chapter 4, the heavenly throne room is described. The Father is seen seated on the throne. John says, There before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting in on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Revelation 4, verses 2 and 3, New International Version. Worship is ascribed to the Father for His holiness, His timelessness, and His creatorship. And we move into chapter 5. As we move into chapter 5, focus is given to the scroll in the right hand of the Father. It had writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Revelation 5, verse 1. But there seems to be a major crisis. One that makes the aged apostle weeps bitterly. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to, bring the, to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Revelation 5 verses 2 to 4. New International Version. Why did John weep? Maybe he knew that the contents of the scroll had, had some important bearing upon the future of the church and the world. But John was comforted by one of the elders. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll. And it's seven seals. Revelation 5 verse 5. After hearing this, John then saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Revelation 5 verses 6 and 7. The key to understanding what is happening here is found in Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was, was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. This verse concludes the messages to the seven churches, but it introduces the central themes of chapters 4 to 7. The verse mentions overcoming or being victorious, and it mentions thrones. It speaks of the saints' continuous overcoming and Christ's overcoming that took place in the past. It speaks of the saints sitting on the throne of Jesus, which will happen in the future, and Jesus sitting on the Father's throne, 
which happened in the past. The saints present and future overcoming is only possible because Jesus overcame in the past. The saints right to sit on Jesus throne in the future is possible because Jesus is already seated on the father's throne. So Revelation 4 shows the father on his throne. Revelation 5 shows Jesus overcoming and joining the father on the throne. Chapter 6 shows the saints overcoming. And chapter 7 shows this, the overcomers joining Jesus on his throne. Here's, the, here's Stefanovich's argument in relation to Revelation 3 verse 21 and its significance to understanding the glorious scene being depicted in these two chapters. I quote, Revelation 3.21 provides the first argument for the enthronement ceremony view. Evidently, this text functions as the springboard passage, concluding the section of the messages to the seven churches and introducing what follows. If we follow the springboard text pattern, it appears that the clue for understanding the entire scene of Revelation chapter 4 and 5 may be found in the summary statement of the seven churches. To the one who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat with my father on his throne. This statement functions as an introductory text for Revelations chapter 4 through 7. Stefanovich continues, hence, Revelation 3.21, in which Christ promises the overcomer as a present ongoing experience, the future reward of sharing his throne, just as he overcame and sat with the father on his throne as a past event, is the springboard passage of the scene of chapters 4 and 5, and should be taken as the best starting point for the interpretation of the entire scene. End of quote. According to Stefanovic, I quote, compelling evidence leads us to believe that these two chapters describe the exaltation of the glorified Christ following his ascension to heaven on the heavenly throne at the right hand of the Father. John Pauline also shares this view. He observes that the central themes of Revelation 4 and 5 are the Father's throne, chapter 4, Christ's overcoming, chapter 5, verse 5, and his joining the Father on his throne, chapter 5, verse 6 to verse 14. Not until Revelation chapter 7 are the redeemed explicitly permitted to join in the rejoicing and the worship of the heavenly court. That is chapter 7, verse 9 to verse 12. Just as the reward of the saints is related to Christ in Revelation 3.21, so the two throne scenes of Revelation 5 and 7 verse 9 are related, although equally separated chronologically. End of quote. Therefore, while the scene of Revelation 4 and 5, with regard to Jesus' enthronement, serves as the elaboration of the second part of chapter 321. As I overcame and sat down on my father's throne, the scene depicted in seven, chapter 7, 9 to 17, describes the fulfillment of the first part of the text with regard to the overcomers who will be granted the privilege of sitting with Christ on his throne. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Revelation 3, verse 21. John Pauline concludes, between the two throne scenes is chapter 6, 
Therefore, the seals of chapter 6 correspond to the assertion of chapter 321, to the one who overcomes. They span the time from the overcoming of the Lamb to the reward of the saints. So chapter 6 shows the saints overcoming. Another argument posited by Bible scholars to support the view that this scene is, is really an enthronement ceremony taking place in heaven is the fact that the description of the scene in Revelation 5 closely resembles the Old Testament coronation and enthronement ceremony. 2 Kings 11, 12-19, 2 Chronicles 23, 11-20. In the Old Testament, the enthronement ceremony for a new king had two stages. First, there was a coronation ceremony. This would take place in the temple. Then there was an enthronement which was performed in the royal palace. The enthronement ceremony entailed the installation of the new king with the royal symbols, 2 Kings 11 verse 12, followed by the ritual of anointing him with oil. This was the central feature of the coronation ceremony, 2 Samuel 2 verse 4, 5 verse 3, 1 Kings 1 verse 34 and verse 39, 2 Kings 23 verse 30. The act of anointing the king signified that he was divinely selected and the imbuing of the Holy Spirit who is now to take possession of the anointed king. 1 Samuel 10, 10 and, and 16 verse 13. The king then became the Lord's Messiah. 1 Samuel 24, 7, 11, 26. 926 1 Samuel 1 Samuel 24 verse 7 and 11 and chapter 26 verses 9 11 16 and 23 According to Stefanovic the coronation ceremony concluded with joyful acclamation to the new, the new sovereignty by the assembled crowd both the dignitaries of the nation and the people 1 Kings 1 34 and 39 2 Kings 11 12 and 14. In offering acclamation in honor of the newly crowned king, people recognized the king's authority and submitted to it. After the coronation ritual in the sanctuary, the assembled crowd would leave the sanctuary and go into the royal palace where the new king took his place on the throne, accompanied by the tumultuous joy of the crowd. When we compare Revelation chapter 5, with the various Old Testament coronation accounts, several parallels can be identified. First, there are two parts in the ancient enthronement ceremony. The first would take place in the sanctuary, and the second in the royal palace. In the book of Revelation, the temple and the palace are depicted as the same entity. Then the king, being presented with a scroll, our testimony, parallels that, this, that parallels the taking of the scroll by the Lamb in Revelation 5 verse 7. Finally, the rejoicing that takes place because of the enthronement is especially evident in Revelation 5, where the newly enthroned Christ is hailed with the imperial acclamation, You are worthy. There are some interesting parallels that can be drawn between chapters 4 and 5. We see one sitting on the throne in chapter 4, and this corresponds to the Lamb, Christ, taking the scroll in chapter 5. In chapter 4, God is proclaimed as being worthy to receive glory and honor because he created all things, chapter 4, verse 11. In chapter 5, Christ is proclaimed worthy to take the seal scroll and open its seals because he was slain. 
Then after taking the scroll, Christ is worthy to receive power, wealth, and wisdom, and might, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Chapter 5, verse 12. It equates to the taking of rulership. This interpretation appears to be in harmony with the most natural understanding of the text as intended by its author. In this vision, Revelation 5, in this vision of Revelation 5, we are seeing the very moment Jesus, after his resurrection and ascension, had all power transferred to him by the Father. The authority and sovereignty that Satan coveted and tried to claim for himself has been given to Christ. Then he sat down at the right hand of the Father, on the throne of the entire universe. He then received the adoration and shouts of acclamation, which belong only to royalty. Brothers and sisters, who is seated on, seated on the throne of your heart? Does Jesus have full sway? O oh God, we are indeed happy to know that in Christ we are royalty. We are happy that we are serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Please help us to be fully surrendered to you, to give you true worship. Help us to live a life of worship and to praise you always. You are, you are worthy because you created us and you redeemed us and you are sustaining us. Help us to praise you always, O God, not just with our lips, but with our lives. Amen. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Glory, hallelujah. Praise him, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah to the Lamb. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.